to another uh, episode of What Does It All Mean Podcast. That was almost perfect, why? Saturday, August 20th, I think. Something happened Maybe 21st. What it 2021. Strange times, strange times. I'm your host, Jimmy Lewis. Good to see you all here. <laughs> the, the suspense is definitely building, right? Yes. We'll get into some news before we get into the topic. You know, like I was saying, it's 2021, but it feels like it's 1968, you know? We had the Afghanistan go down this week, which was crazy for everybody to see. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm guilty of watching, uh, getting my news from basically TikTok now. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh, the thing about social media is... You have everyone that can make a TikTok account, and these people that were in Afghanistan were just making videos of the chaos that was going down there. And just to see those people in the airport, you know, hanging on to the sides of the planes and just the planes taking off and the people falling off the planes to their death. This is 2021. You want to know why we have COVID? The aliens are sick of our shit. And they're like, we can wipe people out quick. Watch this. Boom. Uh, there's something happening underground, Brian says. There definitely is. You know, the, the paranoia part of me just thinks that, like, for real, World War Three is going to be an interdimensional clusterfuck of just us fighting with something that will destroy us and isn't that mankind isn't that mankind but back to Afghanistan yeah I, I thought it was uh, extremely sad what happened and I feel like that that area is just gonna go back another hundred years you know I'm, I'm not an expert at all with uh I've never been to the Middle East. I'm never going to go to the Middle East. I really want to. I want to go to, like, Jordan and 
I want to go to different places, but it just seems so crazy over there that uh, I won't make it, you know? So, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad for everybody. Because what's that saying? Like, you're only, you're only as strong as your weakest player, right? And I think of us all as just one big team. Whether you're from Afghanistan, whether you're from New Zealand, whether you're from wherever, you know? Like, you're only as strong as your weakest player on your team. So if, if there's a place that's just on fire, no pun intended, but, you know, dude. It's like, I think everyone should do their best to try to to help out. And, and what can you do? What can anybody really do? That's the question, you know? That's the question. So what else? Jeff Bezos is suing NASA because uh, Elon Musk created something better. And I, I think that's hilarious. These rich these rich fucks just uh, trying to make more money and just... You know, I, I hung out with this guy that used to make millions of dollars and he's a super great guy. And he, he told me, he was like... He's like, bro, the only way that I get off is like, is by making, either losing or making millions. And he's like, the only way that I really get excited now is like when I make like 10 million or I lose 14 and I have to make 20 up. And he's like, that's the only way. And he's like, it's not fun, you know? And I was like, wow, like I never want to get into any of that kind of scene, you know? And the dude was super smart with, uh, with math and everything. So he... Yeah, he could do it. So, anyways. Oh, this is kind of Irvine related, Brian. Uh, I had one of my friends, Mike Otto, he, he shouted out just like, you know how you have this group of friends when you're younger that you, you try to connect with? Well, I have that group of friends and... Uh, like I got a text from one of them and they're all from like the self days, you know, the, the high school days and back then. And it was just some random like circle jerks video or something. And, and, uh, you know, it's funny cause it was my friend, Mike Otto. And, and he, he was like, yeah, dude, I want to, you know, come on and come on your show. And I'm like, dude, you can come on anytime. So Mike, if you're, if you're listening to this, just know all you got to do is pop on YouTube, Ryan. You just pop on and request and come on and we can talk all night, you know? It's that Bob Dylan song, you know, where it's like, if I can sit around with my friends, you know, $10,000 at a, at a drop of a hat or whatever that line is, it's really good. Paints a scene in my head. So, anyways, shout out to the old crew, old Irvine crew. Irvine was a strange place to grow up in the 90s because it was very police run state like I remember there were police that would go down like Culver every seven minutes monitoring the streets for teenagers like we were like some kind of you know hell ridden you know just devils that were out to destroy society which is just total bullshit you know and I think at that age when you're trying to grow up you're just trying to figure yourself out you know and you're trying to figure out what 
what is right, what is wrong, and when you have these these cops with their bats and their, you know. But then again, I've also had good times with cops too. I remember I went to this place. Uh, we'll get to the topic after I tell the stupid story. I went to uh, this place called Palace Park in Irvine, and uh, this place had just opened up. There was a security guard. And I was talking to one of my friends, I think her name was Star, and I was like talking to Star, and uh, the security guard walks up and he's like, hey man, you, you guys can't talk here, you gotta either go inside or, or go back to your cars, and I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just saying hi to my friend for like two minutes, I'll go in a second, and he's like, no, you gotta go, and I'm like, okay, give me two seconds. And, uh, Brian, at this point, you know, I had studied martial arts at that point, and, and so this guy comes running at me when I said no, and all I did was just sidestep, I just moved to the left, and, and he flew, and he, he got even, like, more angry, so he comes at me again, and he tries to, to, to grab me, and I sidestepped again, and he flew the, the next direction, next thing you know, he calls back up, and there's like six guys surrounding me and I'm like this is awesome you know and, and so I just start doing this football fake out you know thing where I'd run to the right but really run to the left and all these people they, they would all follow me and they couldn't catch me because I was just I was like at my prime you know and uh finally I look at them I'm like all right you guys got me you got me and uh they put me, like, they, they cuffed me, they threw me to the to a car, they slammed me to the floor, I was bleeding, and I was, I think I was only, like, 17 or 18, and then, uh, they're like, okay, buddy, the cops are coming, and then Irvine PD showed up, and I'm like, here we go, I'm going to jail, and they listened to, the, the cops came up to me, and they shined a light in my face, and they saw that I was totally sober, and they're like, what happened here, and I told them, and they said, okay, get him out of cuffs, and do you want to press charges for the on these uh, security guards? And I was like, what? And, uh, yeah. I got to, uh... I got to get up and tell those guys to fuck off. And, of course, I didn't press charges because I'm not that kind of guy. But, uh, it was fun. How was Irvine growing up? Hey, what's going on for you, Greg? What's going on? Where... Where have I been? Who cares? Yeah, dude. How you? Where you been, bro? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Three, Greg. Uh, and some security guards look a little intimidating, but are barely mobile. Exactly. Exactly. I was a rent-a-cop and a bouncer. That's awesome, says three, Greg. Uh, they assaulted you. They definitely assaulted me. And uh, so, yeah, the the cops told me that I could, I could press charges and. I just wanted to prove my point, and then I went into Palace Park, and I got to, uh, you know, continue my night, so, but this is in the 90s, you know, things have changed now, uh, things, things, you couldn't get away with that now, like, if you throw someone on the ground like that, you're, you're, you're going down, so, oh, Max Bite, I saw that you just, um, requested, if you if you come on for a minute, uh, or if you come on for like probably another half hour, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about serial killers for about a half hour, and then if you're still there at the end, uh, we will I will I will bring you on request it request to come back on, and uh, and I'll pop you in. 
Hopefully that went into a police report with those guards. Oh yeah, I'm sure it did, but it was, it was, what's going on, Austin? What's going on? Uh, it was an interesting event, but my, my, my whole point was that I thought that the cops were totally going to be on the security guard's side and take me to jail and, and no, I didn't get in trouble at all, you know, so, uh, so great. I, everyone, I haven't seen any of you in a minute. I haven't seen Austin in years. Uh, three, Greg's been hiding. Brian, freaking wish I could see you. You're close. I want to skate when COVID's all getting back together, you know, when COVID's all over. If it ever ends. Cool, I'm just heading cat you later. All right. Heck yes. Okay, so I think I'm going to get into the topic now. Which is... Yeah, there are lots of good cops out there. There really are. There are also bad cops, too. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I just like to say what it is, you know. But then also, because of the color of my skin, believe me, I probably have a, you know, a get-out-of-jail-free pass. But I've been to jail, but that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> Uh, okay, so serial killers, guys. I was gonna have a guest on, but she, uh, she, uh, she didn't make it. And I do look like Jesus. I am going for this. I last week was the the show on cults, and I was gonna shave this off because it was all just about cults, like trying to start a cult and seeing how many uh, people that we could get in there. You know, and how many people I could get to join the cult. And I, it was all a joke, you know. But I think I got at least 15 cult members that are ready to go at any point. So I got to keep this beard on for a minute. <laughs> but every day I want to shave it and shave it and shave. There's a fine line between cults and, and serial killers can't arrest Jesus. I mean, he's watching. Exactly. Can you imagine a cop pulling up, especially if I'm in a white gown? What are you going to do? I'm the ultimate law, bro. I'm the ultimate law. I walked in. I hadn't seen my mom in, like, a long time, and I saw her, like, a month ago, and I walked in, and she looked at me, and she said, she said, Jesus. And the first thing I thought was, like, oh, that's what she thought. She's like, Jesus, you look like John Lennon. And I thought that was pretty funny. You know, I thought that was funny. And I'm like, no, I, it's Jesus. I, I kind of look more like Jesus. And she's like, <laughs> it was great. So. All right, well, let's get into the serial killer talk. Lennon forever. So let's get into that. Yes, one of the, the craziest people that we're going to talk about is Charles Manson. You know, we have Charles Manson, we've got the Night Stalker, BTK, all these, these killers, all these crazy people. And, and Charles Manson was obsessed with, with the Beatles and obsessed with the Beach Boys and ironically the song Helter Skelter and, and, and a couple others. And uh, he wanted to be a musician and he just sucked. So, uh, what was funny was he, before he started his cult, he, uh, he met with one of the Beach Boys, I'm not sure which one, and, uh, he tried to make a song with, 
with them and, and I think they recorded it and then I think they took it to Brian Wilson and Brian Wilson's just like this sucks and then Charles Manson got pissed off and when he got pissed off that he was uh, not accepted into mainstream music that's when these crazy ideas of like kill the yuppies and kill the pigs and like all this crazy shit went down so he started preaching to to his his little group of people to go out and kill uh kill these these yuppies and i'm not sure if uh they were supposed to be staying at that house but uh yeah he sent those people into the to roman polanski's house and, and sharon tate was there and Roman Polanski was on vacation, and, and those people, his little cult members, they all, uh, they all killed everybody in there. And I think Sharon Tate was pregnant, and this is all because he, he once again got, uh, you know, put, like, turned down for something that he couldn't do. I was talking, in, in the last episode of, of this, uh, show, I was talking about how Hitler, you know, how Hitler was a, a artist who, uh, <clears throat> he was, he wanted to be an artist and he failed, or he gave up and he became a mass murderer. Look at this though, hold on. Hi, hi bud, hi bud, hi bud, Sorry, cat break. New cat. I wonder if he's watching us. Why don't we do it in the road? Why don't we do it in the road? <laughs> Sorry, isn't that a cool cat? That's that's Mrs. Bojangles. Daphne Bojangles, right there. That's the new kitty. Uh, three Greg, if you want to come in, I saw the request too for you. If you want to come in, if you're still here in like like 11:45, we'll do it. So if you got questions or anything, and the only reason I do that is because the audio, when I upload the audio, as soon as I get someone on, the audio turns into like a mono. Like you'll have it in stereo. And as soon as like, and it makes sense because you're having another speaker come in. So you, you know, like right now I'm getting a stereo sound out, but as soon as someone requests, then it comes in and it cuts my audio off and you can't really, you know, the, the audio broadcast can't hear shit. So, so some, these are some of the Beatles songs that, uh, that Charles Manson, you know, was really into and like piggies, they, they, he had people paint piggies on, on the wall, uh, you know, in blood. That's really, like, just gross. And, you know, where do you get to that point where you've just been rejected so bad from whatever? You know, like a true artist for me, like Hitler, you know, so what? You got kicked out of, you got kicked out of art school when you're young. Keep going. People tell you, tell me that I suck all the time. I keep going, you know, like look at my podcast. It sucks, but I keep going. The music I try to make, it sucks. I keep going, you know, it, it doesn't matter what people think. It's, and that's where I think there's gotta be something that's just more than a, 
more than just wanting to be a good artist or, or whatever these people want. I think they want some kind of fame. They want some kind of like, you know, stain on the history of the planet. And that they just realize like our history is so minute, like even the stuff that we know about that's 8,000 years old, it doesn't mean shit. You know, what does it mean in the cosmic scale of it all? You know, McCartney may have gotten some of the lyrics from Manson. Interesting. I didn't know that, says Brian. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird how music and, uh, and, and not just, um, Charles Manson, but, you know, we have the Night Stalker, we have Richard Ramirez, and I know that he was, like, super into, to, like, just rocking music, man, like, I, I, like, Slayer-type shit, like, he was, he got really turned in by, like, Slayer and stuff like that, and to me, it's kind of, um, it's kind of ridiculous, you know, like, and that's just the thing in the, in the 90s or 80s, things were different. And I remember, I remember Richard Ramirez. I remember that whole thing. I lived through it. I'm ironically in the city that he, uh, that he killed in, you know? So at Mission Viejo is one of the places that he, um, that he, he murdered people in. And, uh, I remember living in Irvine at the time, back to Irvine. And, uh, and yeah, Richard, Richard Ramirez was just breaking into people's houses, just killing people. And I was like 10 or something when that went down. I was like 10. And everybody had these solutions like, oh, you know, like put these locks on the windows and you had to sleep with your parents and, you know, like if he came in in the middle of the night like people knew what to do and it was just like it was so insane because there was no rhyme or reason to it this this guy was just out of his mind and he wanted to be famous and that's the thing these these musicians wanting to be you know these murderers wanting to be musicians and these musicians just wanting to be murderers I'm just kidding but you know what I'm saying it's like these and there's a Morrissey song where it even talks about that. Uh, I forget which one it is because I've kind of written Morrissey out of my life. But uh, how it might be the last of the international. But the whole point is like how we, uh, how these serial killers, like they will kill because they're going to get their five minutes of fame. And working their nine to five or just doing their everyday society thing, it's not enough for them. They want to be remembered like, someone like JFK or they want to be remembered like someone that is like you know has done something but if they can't do it in a positive way they'll do it in a negative way so this is just my theory I don't really know you know because I think there's there's tons of tons of, of reasons and just brain fuck ups that make people want to go and kill you know and uh I think some of the best movies, like Silence of the Lambs, like, I think one of those jobs that would be so rad is to be, like, Jodie Foster in that, that, that movie, Silence of the Lambs, trying to figure out these crazy fucks, trying to cra- find out what's going in their head and, and how to capture them. And, you know, you think of Richard Marrera as he, he was, he didn't get captured by the cops. He didn't, Jodie Foster's character didn't catch 
that guy. The people caught him. You know, I mean, the, the cops helped because they finally got his picture out, but the people finally saw him and took his ass out. What's going on, Rhonda? What's going on, Michelle? Uh, I have a friend down the street from me in Mission Viejo. Stalker entered his home and shot my friend's dad in the neck. Oh my God. Yeah, see, that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. It's, you, and Mission Viejo is a super safe, you know, uh, love you back, super safe, you know, neighborhood, but what is safe? When you watch those, those killer movies, you have all these people just like, oh yeah, it was such a great, uh, we had such a great community. It was so, so, uh, safe, you know, and there's like, it, it, until, until somebody got killed, until someone like Richard Ramirez breaks into your house and, you know, and tries to take you out. So, what's going on, Travis? What's going on? Happy Saturday night, everybody. We're just talking about serial killers. So, it paralyzed his dad. He'd been walking up and down the train tracks right there near Mission Bay High School. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm over by Tribuco Hills, uh, or Tribuco High School, but I know exactly where that's at. It's so crazy. Life, life, it can be changed just like that. We change just like that. I personally don't have a gun. If someone breaks into my house, I have, um, I honestly have things in place like, you know, steel bars and, you know, things that I can hit you with, but I can't shoot anybody. You know, I, I would like to invest in a weapon, but. I don't know. I think my little alien cat's good enough. I think if things go bad, he'll just turn into the real alien and take out the people that break in. But it's sad that we have to think about these things, you know, especially when you're younger. You know, when you're younger, when you're like 10, and you're like, what do you mean? How do you, like, as an adult, how do you explain to a 10 year old, yeah, there's people that come into your house and they just kill you, they end your existence. When you're 10, you don't even know what an existence is. You're just you're just trying to figure it all out, and then you you gotta you gotta realize that like someone's trying to take that away from you. It it doesn't make any sense. So I think there's so many shows on the, the subject because you know it, it's it is fascinating what what makes people just you know jump off the deep end. What makes the people, these people just go crazy? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Right? And it says, I miss, I miss this guy. He was, he was amazing. Michael Hutchinson was amazing. <clears throat> Michelle says, it has to do with their upbringing. Maybe they were born bad, but I truly believe what happens in your early childhood trauma and abuse, uh, I don't know for sure, but they are not stupid people. Exactly, like you have people like Jeffrey Dahmer, and um, they said that ex same thing, like Jeffrey Dahmer, they, they, he would answer any question on the stands, any question, any question, any question. Then they'd ask him about his, his mother, and he'd be like, oh, I had the best 
childhood ever. And then people interviewed his mother, and his mother was like, no, he didn't. I wasn't that great. Jeffrey Dahmer just didn't want to admit to, uh, you know, that was his weak point. That was his weak spot. Like, when you said mom, that's when his his head exploded. So, um... It's definitely the way you... I, I don't think anyone's brought up e- evil either. I mean, I think that there are definitely... Um, things can happen, like trauma in your head can happen. Like, I've seen a lot of serial killers that have, like, like head scars. Or, like, a, a, when your frontal lobe gets affected somehow, you'll, you'll see a lot of with like big frontal lobes and and that's where your anger lies and um yeah i I don't think that people are born born evil i think definitely trauma does happen younger in their lives and it creates this weird animalistic thing or there's also you know i was watching this one um documentary night and there are these this repressed homosexual just grew up at a time when it was not okay to you know have sex with dudes so he would invite people back and he'd get drunk and he'd kill them and he'd wake up in the morning and he wouldn't know why if if people weren't so strange about sexuality like that and and people were you know even back then could just you know have sex with each other no matter what then I'm sure a lot less gay people would be killed and not just gay people but people in general so I think people just have to be more honest with themselves, you know, in, in every regard, just being more honest, and uh, hopefully a lot less shittier, shitty, shit your parents, because they see, see the, the, uh, what can happen in, in the, in the scheme of things, but, but also if you're a shitty parent, do you really care how your, your kid turns out, so, give a shout out to Asher and Grayson, heck yeah, there we go, my boys, heck yeah. This isn't the show for that, but I'm, what's going on, Asher and Grayson? What's going on, guys? <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to warn, this is definitely not a PG one, but, you know. I, I guess if I was watching the show when I was 10 and someone was trying to explain to me that there were, uh, there were weird people out there trying to do insane things, it would help. So... All right, my trap is good. Get them off. I feel horrible. <laughs> uh, but yes, I will see you Monday. Been on vacation, thank God. So, uh, okay. Brian says a large portion of serial killers have backgrounds, connections with government, military, or particular churches. Same with rock stars. Interesting. Interesting. Ted Bunny, uh, Michelle says, was horrific, though. They, uh, they, yeah, he, he was a different level. That guy was, and, and that's it, because he didn't, you know, they didn't know what made him tick. Like, what, what sent him over the edge? What, what said, what said Ted Bunny over the edge? And they really do feel that it was his mother, you know, so... Hmm. Brian says that uh, 
Manson was raised in jails. I remember hearing that, like, his mom had him in jail, so he was already fucked up from the get-go. You know, I, and I heard Hitler, I mean, Hitler, he's the biggest, one of the biggest serial killers of them all. Uh, I heard that, yeah, his mom was horrible to him. He had a deformed penis, and she was mean to him, uh, but still doesn't give you the excuse to kill millions of people. You know, I, I personally can't understand how you could kill somebody. But like you said before, Brian, that military aspect, it, they teach you how to kill. I couldn't kill anybody, man. Like, I don't like killing flies. I, Even in self-defense, I'm not going to kill you. You come into my house, I'll beat the living shit out of you with my lead pipe, but you're going to leave with your life. Like, you, you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to have a chance to think about what you did, you know? But that's just me. And there's some people out there like Richard Ramirez, like Ted Bunny, that, you know that they gotta just be put out like dogs because they won't stop even if you beat the shit out of them. So, it's trippy how that is. Manson, uh, Brian says, Son of Sam, Rolling Stones, King Crimson, King, King Crimson, all connected to the process. Church of the Final Judgment still exist. Manchurian candidates, MK Ultra, and they still do psych experience. Oh, dude. The, the latest psych experiment that I heard was uh, was QAnon, <laughs> you know, like they were actually saying, is this like, a, uh, you know, is this like a LARP, is this like a psych, you know, game that these people are playing to, to drive people nuts, and obviously they are, you know, so um, Ramirez was very influenced by his uncle or a nephew who came back from military experiences with his Satanist trip. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, no doubt. That's crazy. Yeah, I I don't have any uncles that, that you know, that got me, try to get me into Satan. Try to get me in, into all that stuff. Michelle's Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. It's totally a trip. And, and how do we fix it, you know? Like, is there ever gonna be a day where we're gonna be able to detect in, in scans, uh, you know, people's brains? Like, oh yeah, they're gonna freak out and kill us, you know? I, we should just stop them now. Sorry, cat, part two. Hey. I really started, oh no, I really started this podcast just to document my cat's growth and behavior, and now I have two cats, fucking A, and this cat's healthy, he wasn't the last couple months, so, yes, Mr. Magoo is back. How can you go to war and come back okay? Yes, PTSD, I... That's that's a whole thing. That's a whole different thing, you know, and it's true. I I was hanging out in a restaurant in LA and yeah, one of my friends, he went to war and he was he's awesome, by the way. I love this guy. He's one of my best friends and we we're just sitting in a restaurant and there were some people in the restaurant with us and we we're just being served, everything's normal. 
and he's just like, dude, I don't feel safe in here. I gotta go. And I was like, what? And and he's like, yeah, it's just how they teach us, you know, like when you when you go through train like boot camp and all that stuff, they just teach you how to be prepared for anything. And you know that tripped me out, and it doesn't go away. Like once they've made you that military machine, once they they've given you that um, given you that that capacity to kill. Like I said, like me, I couldn't kill anything, and I'm sure everyone's like that. And where does the tipping point come from? Where does it like? Here's like I'm not gonna kill. I'm gonna kill. Like where does it come in? And they, you know, someone can manipulate you so much that you will murder. For them, whether it be their, your country or whether I, I just I I don't want to kill anybody. That's the whole point. Like I want to get out of this life, you know, and I don't want to kill anybody. Trauma makes you scan. Yeah, totally. So, so it totally uh, his his anxiety came on. Brian said, "Yeah, no, it, it was crazy, and I, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for the situation. I felt bad for." everything and he's an awesome guy and for the fact that that happened it, it blew my mind and I can see where people that go through that can really come out the wrong side you know and luckily he didn't he's all good to go now and I haven't you know we haven't had dinner in a while but once we do I'm sure it'll be it'll be all good yeah, but w what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Like, it's just there's different humans, there's different energies, and people get caught up into the weirdest bullshit, you know? Like, we're talking about the PSYOPs, you know? Uh, QAnon. That I talked about this in the last episode, but yes, a QAnon guy got so deep into his beliefs that he killed his... his... his kids because he thought that they had serpent DNA that still that, I talked about this in the last show that blows my mind how do you get to that point where you just flip the switch and you go these people need to die because I'm listening to bullshit conspiracies you know when does that happen you know because of course as humans we're we like lies we like because uh, I think lies are more interesting than the truth because sometimes the truth is just the truth you know, it is what it is, and we're so used to it that we're turned on to things that we're not used to. And I think lies and misinformation really get gets people turned on. I know I posted a a misinformation picture on Instagram, and it was like a picture of a of this door, this futuristic door on a uh, pyramid, and I knew it was fake, but it looked cool. So I posted it anyways, and a lot of people called me out on it. But I liked it for the art factor, like the art factor. But the misinformation side of it, you know, people took that for real. And for me, it's like I'm putting this out there for art, but people want the facts and the truth. But it got so many likes because people were like, oh, dude, this is, this is fake, or is it? It made people think. So the truth, the truth we've all heard and, and the truth is the best, but I think sometimes people get turned on to bullshit like conspiracies because it's something that they, it's a rabbit hole they haven't gone down, you know, so.
their cover stories, aka shore stories, navy based terms, their big intelligence secrecy. Definitely, Brian says. Exactly. How much brainwashing would you have to go through to fall into that state of mind? Exactly. I don't. And that's the thing. So I have a friend and he told me, he's like, yeah, I, I, I went through all that basic training and he's like, dude, they mentally break you down. He's like, they keep you up for like two weeks straight and then they just plant these things into your head. And by the time you're done, you're just jello. Like your brain's jello and they can make you do whatever you want. And I, I, you know, some part of me knows that that's got to be true. And that's the thing. Like, Michelle, I don't think even if those two weeks went by, I don't think you and I would, would break. But uh, who knows? Who knows? You know, personally, I never want to break. But um, I think anything's possible. You know, so, you know, it's... when I stay up for a day or two, I start to go nuts, you know? So I couldn't imagine two weeks. And then when people have these intent to, to place information in your, your head, like that Sirhan Sirhan guy, he's the dude that, that, uh, I think he killed, was it Bobby Kennedy? And, uh, he's in San Diego. And I've always thought, dude, I want to go talk to this guy. Like, I mean, who, who, what, who thinks this? Me. I'm like, dude, Sirhan Sirhan is like, he's, probably an hour away from me i i want to go to his place and ask him go into the, the prison and ask him what made you want to kill the president you know what what made you want to kill him you know because his story is he somebody handed him uh catcher in the rye and he went and as soon as he got the catcher in the rye he went and shot the president like he went and got a gun shot the uh, the the bobby kennedy and uh and then he woke up from this whole deal like a manchurian candidate and he didn't know what he was doing so uh, i really would like to talk to that guy before he dies uh he's the patsy for kennedy's assassination shot in the head from behind his own bodyguard who was photographed, but the feds kept the film. That's what it was. Yes, that's what it was. Definitely, that's what it was. Thank you, thank you, Brian. I knew that I was, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That's what it was. So, Sir Han Sirhan is the patsy. He was programmed to respond the catcher in the riot. Manchurian candidate chose to be, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Yes, he's a big player in the game and he's still alive. So taking just an hour drive down to, to talk to that guy would be worth it. So if I ever get my ass down there, I'll definitely bring this and ask him what does it all mean. The deeper system didn't want any Kennedy in power. Yeah, and that's where uh, it, it gets all confusing. It's like, who, who took out Kennedy? I mean, that's a whole different show. But, but briefly, you know, who took out Kennedy? You know, the, the mafia helped put him in there. And then once they did that, he, uh, then Bobby was trying to, Bobby was trying to take the mafia out. And so that's one possibility. 
And then the second possibility is uh, Kennedy was pulling out of, he didn't want to have anything to do with Vietnam, so he was going to pull out of Vietnam just like Afghanistan. And then the military people that be were like, nope, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to go with this and uh, took him out. And then there's the Cubans, you know, there's all these different ones. There's like at least three different possibilities. And the, the Cubans, Kennedy tried to kill, you know, uh, Fidel Castro with this like poisoned cigar and Fidel found out. And then you have the Bay of Pigs and there was... Yeah, so there's so many things. By the way, Oswald was a patsy for JFK. He was a CIA for attempting to stop the assassination. Houston killed before he could speak. Yeah, Oswald was saying some crazy shit. And that's the point. Like, he, he, I, Oswald was like, I didn't do it. So... Yeah, like I said, JFK is a whole other, a whole other thing. Really, Jack Ruby said he was injected with cancer by the government. That he had to kill Oswald to receive the red remedy. He died in prison of cancer. Crazy, and Jack Ruby actually is connected to um, Nixon somehow. So him, Jack Ruby, and Nixon had a connection. And that's where things get really interesting, okay? So you, you always gotta, you know, just like like Michelle said up there, follow the money. Groove, groove and goddesses. I don't think cancer works that way. Wait, well, I'll tell you this. This is this is the one thing that because I'm really into espionage and spying and all kinds of just nerdy, weird shit. Uh, they definitely have things that can kill you in 30 seconds or less now. And back then, they were probably using things like cancers. And, and you know, that one of the things I know, uh, there's like a, they have an umbrella and this was, this was in the 60s, and this person could just walk by with an, an umbrella and walk up to someone that he wanted to kill and just like squeeze the trigger of the, um, the, the umbrella and a mist would shoot out. And if that mist hits your, your sinus, which it will, you would die within a minute. And uh, they would have some chemical agent in there that would just kill you right away. And this is all just spy stuff. And uh, the one thing about Bob Marley, I heard that you know, he was labeled a rebel, and this, this could be completely misinformation, but this is one of those conspiracies, uh, where Bob Marley was changing the world so much that he, uh, he was taken out, you know, because he was a really young dude, and all of a sudden he developed cancer, and the whole story of it is he was at a soccer game, and a an agent, I don't know what, from, from what area was CIA or M6 or whatever it was, went in there and, um, put a, like a needle inside of his, his, uh, his shoe. And then when he put his shoe on and it's on record, this, this part's on record, he felt a sharp pinch in his shoe and then, then, then he developed cancer. So I'm not sure if one had, you know, but it started in his toe. 
so then, you know, they didn't want to chop off his toe because Bob Marley was really into um, just being one with the earth, but then eventually he's like, fuck it, take my toe. They took his toe, but it was too late. So, uh, you know. Let's see, I'm looking, loving all these comments, okay, okay. <laughs> Michelle said, uh, serial killers, why do we all, why we always go political? Because I think poli- I think political leaders are probably the biggest killers of them all, just on a mass scale, you know? And, and serial killers, yes. But what does serial killer mean? More than one, right? So when you have these people in power that can just kill masses at any given time, they, are, they definitely fall into the category of serial killers. So... Uh, Okay, Brian says it may not work that way, but they convinced him that, they convinced him that, I get it, yeah, like a mental game, I get that. Okay, I'm not saying they don't have stuff, this is Groove and Goddess, reading comments. Uh, Okay, I'm not saying they don't have stuff, but I'm telling you, biologically, you can't just inject someone with cancer. I believe you. My grandmother was recruited by the CIA in Russia for remote viewing. No way. Damn, that's awesome. That's awesome. I definitely believe in remote viewing. There's definitely, it's more than possible. They started that stuff in the 60s. So there's, there's definitely that. And I've heard of such crazy stuff where they've, they've have to change like the codes to nuclear devices so much because of remote viewing. And what I mean by that is like, you know, say you have a remote viewer and they just want to get the codes to, you know, the, the nuclear bombs. They, all they have to do is remote view, check out the computer, see what's going on and get that information. So they actually have technology where these codes change constantly. Um, in Europe, they've used an umbrella to use its tip to push a small ball through the skin containing a toxin assassinating a spy. Yes, see, I love all of this, guys. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, that agent mailed it to him and the toe injury developed into cancer. Uh, Brian says groove and goddess so I definitely believe in wacky shit my grandfather or grandmother hid, hid me wouldn't let me be publicly psychic dude that's a trip because like my my grandfather was in the army intelligence because his grandfather was a super genius he was a super genius and when I was younger I was like I wanted to follow in all their footsteps I was like yeah I want to be gung ho I want to be you know in the military and like my grandfather wasn't having it he was like no you don't want to do that you know and I know why kind of what we were talking about before like you know if you become you go in the military you can turn on that switch to kill people I don't have that switch I can't kill anybody. I don't want to kill anybody. It's not possible for me. I, I that, but when you go into that military, boom, you you, the switch is turned on, and I can't do it ever. You know, so I definitely think that 
that some serial killers get turned on by that kind of stuff. So. But yeah, he didn't, my grandfather did not want me to, to follow in the footsteps of where he had gone, which is a trip. So. Brian says the payroll for the shadow government is bigger than the payroll for the public government beyond the, the shadow government's crazy and I think that's a lot of um, a lot of protection against aliens I'm hoping I'm hoping all those trillions of dollars that, that go missing every year and go to other things are for protection against us placebo effect is real it definitely is real we're getting to the end of the show guys so I am just reading your comments Brian gives a quote our society, our society is run by insane people for insane objectives. I think we, I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal ends, and I think I'm liable to be put away uh, as an insane for expressing that. John Lennon. Yeah, that dude was totally ahead of his time, completely ahead of his time. It's crazy. Ooh, we need a. Pod EP talking about our ancestors protecting us. Yes. Brian says John Lennon was killed by the hotel's front lobby guy, uh, Jose Penny, a right hand man to George Bush Sr. in the CIA. Dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past you at all, you know? The Pats he met with a church member of of the Process Church co-founder of the Church of Satan who premiered a film across the street from Lennon's murder site the very next week after waiting 10 years. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, think of that. Think of that. That's those like John F. Kennedy, John Lennon, Martin Luther King. Those those people, dude. That those killings changed the world, and that's the thing. Why why do you want to? I just don't get it. Why can't in in the you remember what's his name? Why can't we all just get along? Why can't we all just get along? I don't really get it. I don't get it. But once again, some of these details were documented, citing journalists recently died of cancer after receiving threats about it. Lennon knew he'd be a martyr, but honored his love. That's a victor. Hmm. We might have to do a whole show about that, man. Rodney King. Yes, Rodney King. Can't we all just get along? He's dead now. In the, in the beginning of the show, I was talking about good cops. Those are the bad cops. The bad cops that just beat you to death, even even if it's not physically. They, they physically beat him down to death. So, I think BTK, uh, 
he, I think he was a cop too. You know, the, I wanted to get into the B, BTK guy, but I really didn't research it enough. If it wasn't the BTK guy, it was the uh, the original Night Stalker. That's what it was. The original Night Stalker who was killing for like 50 years or something. He was a police officer and he was so low key and he just knew everything about how they investigated that he got away with it for a very long time because he knew how to outsmart the pigs because uh, he was a pig. Uh, have you ever, have you guys ever heard of Ivan Mallet? No, I haven't. I have not. Give us a brief rundown, Michelle. I've got two and a half minutes. This, this, this time went by way too fast. JFK also tried to get in grandma's pants. Her dad owned a popular restaurant for a wow. That's awesome. Your grandmother was beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Australian serial killer of overseas backpackers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the the one episode that I was watching tonight, the dude would kill homeless men. You know, homeless men, and that was this weird, weird sexual kink. She really was pinup girl. I bet. Post a picture. Post a picture. It's so cool seeing like our grandparents, like when they were young and fresh, and you know, it's so cool. It really is. Well, guys, this has been fun talking about serial killers and JFK, and uh, glad you popped on Groove and Goddesses and. Brian, like I said, do it. Tag me on there. I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. This was super fun. Every time I want to do this show, I'm, I always regret it. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I just want to go to sleep. I want to. I don't want to do this. But then I jump on here and I totally have fun with all of you. So Michelle, Grooving Goddess, Brian, Three Greg from earlier. I love it. Such a great time with all of you. You all stay safe and keep pondering the thoughts of the universe and what does it all mean.